I was uh, out this long weekend, yesterday. I was walking my three-month-old pup, Kaya, and I met this cute girl. Meh. I saw this cute girl. Kaya is still scared of other dogs. She does a little bark and shies away. Because this girl had a giant mountain of a poodle. So when I'm past, I mentioned she's still young and afraid. The girl's excited. She's like, oh, we'll introduce him next time. I see her the exact same evening last night as we cross paths again. As she gets closer, I, I just point down to Kaya and all I can say, small. And she goes, yeah, I know. I turn around and just kept walking. Why am I so awkward? Come on, KG, this is no different than that. This is me. Alright, I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. The problem, your lackluster defense, or is it the problems you're having offensively? Lackluster offense. Um, the problem is we're down two games to one. Should we be getting back on defense? <laughs> oh my god. De defense, is that your cousin Damar? Would you like people to know about you? I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. <laughs> Welcome to the Presser Basketball Podcast. It's only at the bottom that someone's got to be there. That's why today is a solo show. It is May 24th. Happy May 2-4. Happy Law Weekend. Happy Victoria's Day. Whatever you're celebrating out there. Everyone at their cottages. Drinking beers, swimming in the lake. We are diving in today to the NBA playoffs. As it is Monday after the weekend, we just watched eight amazing playoff games to start us off right. We'll be going through those as well as what's to come. Guys like Jimmy Butler were born ready for the playoffs. You see that photo released of Jimmy Butler looking jacked like the mailman? Carl Malone. Not, you know, never mind. But he was lathered in that baby oil. It was a great photo shoot, but it wasn't enough to take down the Milwaukee Bucks in a thriller OT game. That started the playoffs off with a bang! Pulls off three-pointers! It was actually a combined efforts on all fronts from Giannis dominating inside. We had Brooke Lopez taking advantage of that mismatch with Trevor Ariza. Drew just controlled the tempo all game. And Chris Middleton was operating smoother than butter. I can't believe it's not butter. And that game winner was tough. So my series predictions, I am saying the Bucks win in six. I think this year is different as we recapped in our last episode. Take a listen. You have one of the toughest guys in the league. Brickhouse, basically, known as P.J. Tucker. <laughs> P.J. My guy, P.J. Corner 3 Specialist, bro. That's my guy, man. And then uh, the third, the third toughest I would say is Bobby P. Hey, Bobby Portis, yes. three point shooter. Let's get Listen, it. He, he hit, <laughs> hit Miritich so hard, oh, the man. guy left the league a year later. Oh okay? my god! So Bucks in six, I think again they they're tougher, they're ready, they wanted this challenge. I think my, uh, Miami might take two games. It was very close, and I'm sure we'll see some adjustments on Miami's side. But I think this is the year that Giannis and the Bucks are able to do a little bit of adjustments of their own. They'll finally be able to switch, which they haven't done in the past two years. They've been resilient on their man-to-man -man defense, so we'll see how that plays out. 
And listen, a lot of my matchups are going to be six games. But I'm just playing to save my predictions. I might risk it a little bit for my player prop bets later on. So we'll see. My X factors in this series. Brooke Lopez. I think he has to dominate his mismatch that they're giving him. He has to get down low and switch it up. And bam. He did so much for them in this regular season. Brooke Lopez was just staring at him. Giving him the defense in his treatment. You gotta do more than nine points, Bam. You gotta pressure Book and Giannis to foul you. You gotta get them into foul trouble so that they get off the court. Meanwhile, you stay on, you know, work on your offense a little bit. They were just leaving you open. For my player prop bet for this series, I have Jimmy Butler pulling three rebounds assists over for the rest of the series. I mean, he went four for 22 and still combined 35 points between his points, rebounds, and assists, as I mentioned. So I think this is a lock. I think he's going to show up and give you better than just four made field goals. Who attended the block party down in Brooklyn last night? Because Robert Williams was hosting. By last night, I meant Saturday night. <laughs> so plus five on the night, nine blocks for each of his nine healthy toes. But he wasn't able to stop that three-headed Hydra of James, Kyrie, and Kevin. Scored a combined 82 points on Saturday and controlled the fourth. Who would have guessed? We knew the big battery of Brooklyn would dominate. In this series, I'm saying Brooklyn in five. I think Celtics could catch fire like they did in the first quarter for a whole game. And it just depends on one of the big three on Brooklyn having a bad game. My X factors are Marcus Smart. He had to be able to stop one of Kyrie or James. He shot it decently last night, just got to keep that up and be able to lock one of those guys down. But their offense is stagnated, as they don't like to play defense that much in Brooklyn. My next factor for the Nets is Kevin Durant. With Robert Williams as your main center, and Tristan Thompson also giving you a good, a good effort, but KD has to dominate the glass. He has to give you over 10 rebounds like he did, and just dominate inside. I'm, I'm sure we'll see the continuation of that trend as this series progresses. For my prop bet, I have Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum both scoring over 25 points a game. I think it's free money. Thanks for the free money, bitch. They are the go-to scorers, well, until Kevin feels like he needs to take over. Kyrie will continue to cook, and I think Tatum will do better than 6 for 20. Is my audio still trash? Am I still swimming in that fish tank? Absolutely. But it's a progress, people. Getting my mic in, Sam Hinkie's on his way to save me. Sam, open the door. You will be the light that pulls this city from the darkness. The fruits of the process will soon ripen, and the harvest will yield great things. Open the damn door, Hinkie. Get the battering ram. And no matter what, you must always, always trust the process. Speaking of Hinkie. The Sixers and the Washington Wizards. If you're looking for a fight, tune into this matchup. As it was much more competitive than I would have imagined. With Dwight and Beat and Westbrook all in the same court, there's down to be some shenanigans soon. That aside, I have Sixers in four. But man, what a shocker game one was. Coming down to the wire. My X Factor for the games. To be honest, I'm just going to say Ben Simmons and Westbrook. 
because I just want to know who will stand back farther guarding each other. For real, the X Factors I have, I think, are Tobias Harris. I think he's got great chemistry with Coach Doc. I don't know who, who who's the real son here. Is it Austin Rivers or is it Tobias Harris? Because I've never seen Austin ball like that for Coach. On the other side, I have Bertans. If he can continue to rain threes from the outside, he started hot. I know Westbrook and Beal will bring it. I think they need an outside threat and someone else to produce for them. For my prop bet, give me Thibel over steals and blocks. He did not contribute in any categories besides two blocks and two steals for the Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday. I think he's going to continue to snatch people's pocket. This is a good series for him to thrive. The Sixers are going to need bodies to lock down the scoring of the Wizards. I think look for this series to be a little bit lower scoring than we saw on Saturday. Me and Ains talked in length about this series in our second episode last week about the Knicks and the Hawks. Speaking of, I got a nice tall glass of water. I'm just missing my ice tray. Oh, I must have forgotten in the garden. Ice tray young hit the floater with 0.9 seconds left in regulation for the Hawks to take a 1-0 series lead. Young on the floater puts it in. Trey Young with a miraculous shot. And this ruined my prediction. I had the Knicks in five, but hey, four straight, baby. The X-Factors, I have Gallows Mohawk. I mean, he was called Rooster back in Denver for a reason. <laughs> for real, it's the Hawks rotation for me. Who will they continue to play? More often than not, guys will have their minutes cut short, so who's it going to be? And if it's any player... I think it's uh, Cam Reddish as my real X-Factor. Cam Reddish. I meant DeAndre Hunter. These young guys are getting me all messed up. No, it's DeAndre Hunter hitting that clutch three at the end of the game. Keeping them alive. Uh, I think he's, his ability to play amazing defense, especially with Randall shooting terribly last night. I think he had a big part in that. My next X-Factor. It's actually Coach Thibbs. He had a week, the game plan for trade didn't work out the way he wanted to. But I think he knows exactly what to implement to slow the rolling offense of the Hawks. They did just that in the second half. And we'll see what changes he makes. At the end of the day, I think the Garden... Well, I thought the Garden was going to be too much for the Young Hawks, but in fact, Trey Young doesn't give a fuck. My prop bet has to be Capella over rebounds and points. As good as Nerlens and Julius are, I think he will dominate the glass. Even seeing more of Nerlens tweak his ankle, it might affect him down the stretch of the series. And the Knicks aren't known for their scoring, so I think that will give him opportunities to pick up rebounds. Just have to be able to connect on those lobs as he uh, wasn't able to dominate inside, as he usually does. Gives you at least 12, gave you 9 points on lackluster shooting. So with uh, Nick shifting focus on Trey, I think he'll be left open and be on the receiving end of a few extra points. 
Saturday at halftime, Paul George one for seven from the field. You could sense that the bloodlust was real for Twitter. I would kill my parents if they named me Paul George. That's an ugly ass name. They were salivating at the thought of preposterous P failing yet again. Y'all ain't met playing P yet, huh? Meanwhile, he's sitting on a few of our all NBA first ballots. Cough, hands. Should we have an all NBA team instead? Or I meant an all NBA playoff team. Getting my words minced here. Yeah, so I think uh, we'll put together an all NBA playoff team when the playoffs wrap up. Because I think the it's a deserving combination of 15 players who really, like Draymond says, they are 16 game players and 82 game players. If anyone deserves a stern talking to, it was Marcus Morris. But he was competing for the worst game of all time with Tony Snell, who laid an egg in 38 minutes a few years ago. I still think the Clippers are making the finals, and I got 4-2 for the Clippers. Again, a six-game series. When I said earlier, last episode, that Przingis was my X-Factor, I meant the guy who matters the least, you know, the guy who gets an X and gets eliminated kind of deal, because he was non-existent for most of the game, going 3 for 12. Not going not gonna to be enough. However, Luka Doncic was terrific. Finney Smith contributing a shit ton on offense. For the Clippers, I still see Rondo as my X-Factor, coaching the other guys on the court, right away telling them to double Luka, etc. at different times during the game. I think, and I think besides Kawhi being Kawhi, he's going to be a big part of them winning the series. If your dreams don't match your actions, you can either change your dreams or change your actions. Anyone know who said that? Dame Lillard. Dame falling hard on times back in April, battling injuries, struggling from the field. The Blazers' playoff chances looking bleak. He changed the narrative so quickly that before we could even blink, the Blazers are up 1-0 on the future MVP, Jokic and the Nuggets. I got Blazers in 7. I think Denver will continue to fight back. Damian Lillard is just so smooth. The way he operates, the ball doesn't even touch the net when it goes through. It was on fire. Jokic as well, dominating. Nurkic did as well as he could, and in the end, it did work out. However, with Denver's only two positive guys being Nurkic and MPJ on offense, they need someone else to step up. My X factor for Denver is Will Barton. If he can return, they will give him the fight that I mentioned. If he does not, I don't see this series going to seven, but I believe that Will Barton will try his best every to return, it's all on the hammy, so we know some guys just don't recover as fast as others. My X factor for the Blazers is CJ McCollum. 8 for 20 won't cut it. They got lucky with the win, not lucky, Dame Miller did carve up the Denver defense, but Composo was harassing him all game. McCollum has to be able to take control of the weak side and dominate his matchup to give Dame some free time to wind up his watch. Uh, uh, look at my watch. My player bet is Composo two or more steals a game. His favorite thing in the world, it seems, to be hounding down the best point guards in the league. 
He'll end up with a few of those before all is said and done. Moving along to the white 1-8 and eight matchup in the West, the Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, went up against the surviving and now thriving Memphis Grizzlies. With a huge comeback in the second quarter, Memphis continued to press Utah all second half into tough shots, while Dylan Brooks and Ja each dominated the first and second half respectively and took a surprising 1-0 lead to some. I got Utah in six. I told Ains earlier that Memphis would steal one of these first two games with Mitchell not fully being healthy, and it worked in their favor. My X factors are Joe Ingles for the Utah Jazz. He had to continue to facilitate the offense in case the spider is just crawling around on the court. And on Memphis, can JV put Rudy in foul trouble? I think he can. It'd be huge for Memphis to, to be able to attack the rim at will with John Morant leading the charge. Rudy fouled out, and what was that egregious flop? These guys should be on Broadway with the acting that they're pulling off. Let's make sure that we get the rebound. Just when we get it, then the crowd go wild. My prop bet. Rudy over points and rebounds. Valentinus on the other end is not quick enough for the pick and roll. Memphis doesn't have the prettiest offense, and I think Rudy will be able to clean up on both sides. So continue to monitor that one. And now we take the last stand of the morning. It's the Suns versus your Los Angeles Lakers. Unfortunately, the Lakers did not show up to play basketball Sunday afternoon. In fact, it looked like Anthony Davis was just swimming in water all game. As much as he wants to play power forward and says he's not a center, you can't play with a center on the court, Davis. So you got to be able to make that decision. Put me in on the five. As good as Drummond is, it's not enough. You need to have an, a dominant Anthony Davis, as I'll mention her later. He is my X-Factor for the Lakers. LeBron started off hot, but he too seemed to be swimming in water down the stretch. It's like they were cruising. Cruise control. Cruising on the hot. I don't know what I was doing there. Cruising down the street in my sixth boat. Shit, that ain't it. Meanwhile, on the other side, the two playoff rookies in Aiton and Booker dominated their matchups. Booker looked exactly like Damon Lillard out there, just carving up the Lakers' number one defense. Meanwhile, Aiton took advantage of the flustered Lakers' inside presence. Is this a trend? We'll see. I have the Lakers in six. Seems to be controversial at this point after watching that loss. The X factors are CP3. He needs to be able to dominate in the later games. Uh, his experience reigns supreme. It can only be him, I think, that takes the Suns to the promised land. If he can't dribble after that injury, what happened there, by the way? I mean, if I was such good friends with someone, I would not take it out on them like LeBron and CP3 were doing. Who would have thought that those guys, well, I mean, I kind of did, but who would have thought that uh, they would be giant each other and ripping each other's arms off? If he can't dribble with that injury, it will be a long series for the Suns. Meanwhile, my X-Factor, like I mentioned, is AD. He needs to be able to punish the interior of the Suns. I mean, you have Sarge and a young Aiden. I don't think it's enough. You proved me wrong yesterday. We need a reminder why AD is a top five player in the league when healthy. You're just not going to cut it with that kind of performance, AD. My prop bet, 
Jay Crowder over 1.53s a game. This is a playoff performer. He will need to keep the Lakers defense honest if the Suns have a chance to steal this series. Can you believe it? I'm saying steal the series as a two seed. These playoff matchups are shaping up to be competitive and must watch TV. I guess it's my turn to take us home. Thank you everyone for listening to our third episode and our playoff preview. We'll be back on Thursday. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. We appreciate the love. And uh, continue to watch some playoff basketball. Peace.